On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hawk Podcast Network. Wednesday, November the 10th, Ian Cameron, uh, Andrew McGinnis, tea in hand to nail those uh, vocal cords, and Terry Edelman. We've got him with us as well as a special guest here on the uh, Wednesday edition of the show. He asked, knowing that uh, we might be a little bit shorthanded today with the crew, so uh, we obliged, and we've got Terry on on a day where his Minnesota Wild are indeed in action tonight. Uh, taking on the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, three games on the Wednesday slate. We'll get to those in just a sec. But on these shorter cards, like a Wednesday or a Monday or a Friday, we like to look back on the night before uh, in the NHL and some of the results. Uh, the one that stuck out to me was the uh, Florida Panthers getting drilled by the New Jersey Devils 7-3 to three, uh, last night uh, in a tough back-to-back spot for them, but uh, unable to uh, get the job done the first time all year, two losses in a row. Uh, for the Florida Panthers, but uh, give the New Jersey Devils credit, a uh, solid performance from them, and, and a great night offensively from Andreas Janssen, who had two goals uh, in that game. Uh, P.K. Subban had a really nice goal to give them the lead, 4-3 uh, to three late second period, and that goal seemed to take some wind out of the sails of the Florida Panthers, and we talked about how they had some defensive injuries, and they've also impacted in a negative fashion Spencer Knight, who's definitely had a tough couple of games in a row uh, in net, the the young phenom, the future of the Florida Panthers in net has looked a little bit ordinary and human these last couple nights. But, you know, we knew the Florida Panthers weren't going to go 82-0. and Every team's going to go through some rough patches, have some bad games, and that was one of those for uh, Florida last night in the 7-3 loss. Great win for Carolina, overtime win against Tampa uh, by a score of 2-1. to one. Uh, Really, that game was only uh, close because of uh, Vasilevsky. He was absolutely outstanding. Carolina with a 31-18 edge and shots on goal so for me to have Carolina at the underdog price and see them get their just reward uh, was very nice that overtime win against Tampa Bay last night uh, two to one Uh, the Blues in a shootout over the uh, Winnipeg Jets three to two Uh, the Detroit Red Wings and I had the over so it pushed in that game but I'm really frustrated I didn't bet Detroit either knowing they had Stuart Skinner uh, in net and knowing that looked like a little bit of a flat spot for Edmonton last night. I mean, they, they're rolling, they're playing great hockey. I kind of didn't want to go against that, but it felt like a spot where kind of like the Kings with the Leafs on Monday night, where, you know, you just don't have that urgency and you, you're not playing your game early and you give that other team confidence, a good, young, improving team like Detroit's what the Leafs did against the Kings Monday night. And the Oilers did it last night against the Red Wings. And uh, so a nice win for Detroit. Again, 
I didn't take my own advice last night. I said, I'm going to be looking for Detroit in these spots where they're playing good teams, but the good team might look past them and not play their best. And, man, we saw that last night. Detroit was clearly the better team in that game, uh, and they got the uh, victory there. Uh, the San Jose Sharks 4-1 uh, over Calgary. Uh, that was a frustrating result, too, to see what happened with the uh, Flames in that game. Uh, they've had some performances where they've played well enough lately on home ice, but haven't won. And uh, that game fits the mold with Dallas and Nashville. Vegas, more more impressive stuff from the Golden Knights. 4-2 over Seattle. Brutal spot, too. First home game off a road trip. Still shorthanded and still got a very nice win in that game against Seattle last night. Uh, Anaheim Ducks, 3-2 in overtime against the Canucks to end a very disappointing homestand for the Canucks. They hope to have a better uh, result with that homestand than they got. So, uh, now they got to go on the road, and that Vancouver schedule on the road coming up, it is tough. So it is a very, very uh, disconcerting for the Canucks fan that uh, they had a, as much of a struggle on the homestand as they did. Uh, and there's one more that I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah, Chicago Blackhawks, 2-0 and now for them under Derek King, the new uh, head coach. And I was on Chicago in both of those games uh, against Nashville and last night a, a shootout victory. Uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, 3-2. So uh, improved play from Chicago after the coaching change, which is often something uh, that we see in uh, Chicago, getting that little boost and that little uptick, if you will, uh, following the coaching change that took place over the weekend. Uh, we've got uh, Andrew McGinnis back with us. Again, he had a sore throat yesterday to the point where it was difficult for him to even uh, be able to talk, which is why he wasn't on this show or any of the shows he does on a daily basis. But we're happy to have him persevering playing through punishment, playing through injury, if you will. He's got his tea with him. Uh, Andrew, what did you think of last night? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you guys what I thought. Uh, people have been having trouble, you know, betting the NHL and saying that it's been different. I'll tell you one thing. There's no lack of parity in this in this National Hockey League, and I love it. I love every single bit of it, you know, and that's why we, we're we fans of hockey. Uh, we love to bet on this sport, but that's one of the reasons why I think the four of us love this game is because there's that parity, and, and there's – you know, any team could beat any team on any given night. And it's our job to find those different spots. But that's what I learned last night, Ian, you know, is that there's going to be those flat spots. There's going to be spots where certain teams overlook others. And uh, really, that's the biggest thing I learned. You know, the Devils um, playing well. Uh, the Kraken, I'm telling you guys, I've been saying this for a little while. I think at, on the road, they're going to be a complete different team. And uh, Money Puck is a word that I use quite a bit. And Seattle is still number two ranked power rated as far as the advanced analytical numbers. That won't last. You know, that's not going to last. And a lot of these numbers for them are going to start to go downhill quite a bit. And we're going to start to see some of these teams, you know, fall and regress. Calgary, I had Calgary last night in a combo with the Bruins. Um, Bruins are going to, or Calgary's going to start to regress as well. I mean, they had lots of great performances from their top guys. And all of a sudden when they're not scoring, it's hurting that team quite a bit. Um, Montreal, how the hell were they laying minus 150 yesterday? You know, uh, the Kings beat them just about a week before that. Um, Kings are looking really well, really good. They've got, you know, goaltending playing really well, just like Jimmy talked about on Monday. You know, I think that uh, right now we have to recognize that the books are hanging these prices based off kind of some preseason projections, and they haven't quite caught up to what's going on right now in the NHL. So I feel like that's a big uh, – Big thing to mention because uh, a lot of these, these, you know, lines we're seeing right now aren't really based on what's happening right now. They're based on what we might have thought coming into the season. So regression is definitely a thing, but we have to keep our eyes on what's going on right now. Yeah, 
I had a different kind of regression last night. The consecutive winning day streak got snapped for me uh, last night. And uh, at the top of the list of frustration last night was Ottawa-Boston staying under the total. Uh, Very, very uh, frustrating there. A 3-2 game early in the uh, third period and uh, could not get that sixth goal across uh, last night as the Bruins get the uh, 3-2 win uh, in that one. So that was frustrating to see that fall by that. That's what snapped the best bet streak. Best bet streak for me was at, uh, I believe four in a row or four Oh and one, the last five going into last night with my best bets on the show. Uh, and unfortunately it gets snapped with uh, Boston and Ottawa, uh, staying under the total. And, uh, Andrew said, how could you lay the price with Montreal? And how could I not, how could I make not, fail to make LA an official play? I leaned to LA, but didn't bet it. So yeah. there's another one. that was. And, and, and how about that ducks team? Ian, I talked about with you guys to start the year off. Here they go. They're rolling. I didn't think the win streak would continue on the road because a lot of it was at home against weaker teams. I'll say this. I lost the Vancouver in regulation, but boy, we nailed some goal score props in that game on the show. We called JT Miller and Elias Pedersen, noting that he had only, what, two or three goals on 35 shots on goal, that eventually the puck was going to go in for him, and it did last night. That was the tying goal shorthanded. Uh, for the Vancouver Canucks late in that game. So a couple of goal scorer props cashed for Vancouver in that game. So it wasn't all bad. Uh, Jimmy, uh, thoughts on last night? My thoughts on last night is a rough night for me. And the Florida Panthers burned me again. I was really surprised at that. And give credit to the Devils right now. You know, you look at the Devils in the East and the Ducks in the West, two teams that uh, at times have uh, not looked like themselves and looked quite good. Uh, and surprised us. So two teams to keep an eye on. It's not always going to be an easy win against them. In fact, they're getting the wins themselves. And we'll see. Like you talk about regression right now. Well, let's see how long those two teams can keep this going. But um, I'll give Anaheim a lot of credit. And to to do it, too, in the same day of what happened with Bob Murray as well, Uh, just with that stress and outside noise uh, was pretty impressive, too. Interesting situation there, too. We could get into that another time. But uh, you mentioned that Bruins-Sens game. Guys, I, I didn't like that game for the Bruins. Uh, they woke they woke out of their slumber. They were pretty uh, asleep in the beginning of the game. They woke up later on. But uh, that pesky Senators team, man, they stay within the goal. And, yeah, we I needed that empty net, too. I wanted that uh, six for the overrun. It just wasn't happening. So um, an interesting night across. I, I think great job by you identifying, Ian. I, I stayed away from it, too, because I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a good spot for Edmonton. Great job identifying that because – Detroit's been known to uh, halt some streaks uh, against teams much more superior than them. Um, so they've done a good job of kind of being that trap game so far this season. Let me throw out something here on Detroit. They beat Edmonton last night. They beat Washington, uh, I believe, a week, a week and a half ago. And they absolutely had Tampa Bay dead to rights opening night. Like, I still won't forget that one. You know, they were up, what was it, 6-3 to three at one point against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay came back and won in overtime 7-6. to six. Uh, Detroit has shown up against the really good teams that have been on their schedule, and that is something you want to factor in uh, That moving forward. They, they are, they are going to be the giant killers at times uh, this year, and they've already shown some evidence of that. Uh, we're happy to have our resident Ice Guys Minnesota Wild Fan Club president, Terry <laughs> with us here uh, on the show for as a special guest here today. Uh, Terry, some thoughts on uh, last night. Yeah, thanks for having me on, uh, Ian. Uh, last night was pretty good. Uh, eight and five night for me. I was happy to be on the Kings and the Ducks. And also had uh, both my draw bets cash at Carolina and Tampa and St. Louis and Winnipeg. So I'm liking these draws. Um, 
we seem to be having games go to overtime every night, it seems like. So I've been uh, on the right side of these draws and hoping to keep it going. Hats off to you, Terry, for those draw picks, man. They're not easy. And boy, do they boost the bankroll, too. If you cash a few of them all of a sudden, uh, you're up. Return on investment and your profit margin goes up big time uh, when you cash a few of those. Uh, to answer the question in the chat from Jarek, Detroit's 11th right now uh, in the National Hockey League in terms of profitability, 1.64 units. Uh, so they're profitable, not by a lot. Uh, I actually thought they'd be higher with some of the underdog uh, wins they've had, but uh, 11th right now. And they are plus units uh, backing uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, so far uh, this season. So uh, for a team that, uh, you know, was exp- it was T- tough times the last couple of years. That's impressive to see uh, what we've seen from the uh, Red Wings, especially when they've stepped up in class. All right, let's turn our attention to Wednesday night. We've got three games. We'll start with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the Leafs minus 130 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, bounce back spot potentially uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, they're coming off the uh, loss to the LA Kings uh, on Monday night, five to one, uh, a game where they had a really you know, they just were not ready to match the uh, uh, L.A. Kings. L.A. Kings were, you know, very aggressive early uh, on the puck, on the body, in the offensive zone, you know, moving the puck around really well. And the Leafs had one of the, I'll be honest, we all kind of thought the Kings had a chance in that game. We had that informal poll that Andrew gave us on Monday's show. <laughs> that the biggest of the, of the three big dogs that night most likely upset. And we all kind of leaned Kings and it, came to fruition in that win and we my thinking was as i've seen this from the leafs for years a couple of big wins against teams that they really cared about beating tampa bay boston on saturday night uh and then if they all of a sudden play a western conference out of conference game and they just didn't have that same uh urgency level from the beginning and when you play a stingy team like the kings who can't shut it down when they have a lead you know and you get behind two nothing or like the Kings, or like the Leafs did in the first period, you're going to have trouble regardless of who you're playing. And it, that's exactly what happened the other night. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, they haven't played since uh, Saturday in a 2-1 to one win over the uh, Washington Capitals, uh, bouncing back after a loss prior to that to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, keep it rolling here uh, in this game. Uh, it's been impressive because when you look at the Flyers and the way they've uh, played at times, you know they've been without Ryan Ellis all year. He was supposed to be very, very uh, a big part of this blue line and the improvement in it coming into this year. There are still some warning signs. If you look at the advanced numbers for this uh, for the Flyers, they're still giving up. You know, their expected goals against is near the bottom of the league. You know, and you would think so. They've kind of gotten away with some things, uh, even though when you look at their overall numbers defensively, they're not bad. Uh, a lot of the advanced numbers say they probably should be giving up more goals than they have uh, so far this year. We'll see if that. Uh, indeed happens tonight. Um, I do like Toronto a little bit. The problem is they've had some tough times in Philadelphia. I know this has been quite often a very difficult place for the Leafs to win. I mean, you look at the uh, last few meetings and Philadelphia is 4-1 in the last five here in Philly. And the Leafs' only victory was, I believe, in a shootout. So it's not been an easy place for them uh, to win here uh, in this game. But uh, I still think Toronto, uh, I like their game. I think after the loss the other night, you'll see them uh, play a lot better. Uh, it's a small bet for me, not a best bet, but uh, I like Toronto a little bit here, minus 130. Andrew, any thoughts, Leafs and Flyers? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, when I look at this game, I, I think that we, like we said, I, I thought it was kind of fun doing that little poll because, um, especially on short cards, it's kind of fun to try and 
figure out, hey, which dog's going to win. Turned out that night two dogs won. But um, it was obviously a flat spot for the Maple Leafs, like you said, on Monday. Flyers haven't played since Saturday. I like the over six in this one. Um, and I, I think that obviously it's not on purpose, but, you know, unconsciously this Maple Leafs team just gets up for some games more than others. And that's just what it's happened. Um, it look, and, and I think Sheldon Keefe is trying to preach consistency and bring in the same thing each game, especially defensively. But, guys, I saw a pretty cool stat. Uh, I'm not sure if I can bring it up. I don't have it with me right now. But it was with the Montreal Canadiens. And this wasn't even for this year. This was for last year as well, talking about the amount of games they win when they score at least three goals. And it was phenomenal. You know, it was just unbelievable. And it goes to show that these goaltenders aren't getting the support. I want to know a stat, the amount of games the Maple Leafs win when the big three don't score or the big four don't score. And I know all of you guys probably think that I just bash on the Leafs, but I said this a couple weeks ago and I said it on Monday again. And I, I truthfully believe that. And I think tonight's a good spot for them. And talk about, you know, loading up on some props. I might look at a Mitch Marner assist prop at minus 115. I might look at a Matthews power play point prop, you know, at plus 120 tonight. Um, because I believe that two teams, I think, are number one, rested, number two, motivated. And I believe Philadelphia is going to be a much better team at home and in the city of brotherly love than they will be on the road. Um so Toronto coming off that just a shitty, shitty loss for them, honestly, a pretty flat game. Um, after beating two solid teams, they're going to want to get back in action. However, I just can't buy them winning in low-scoring fashion against the Flyers here. I think there's spots to bet on this uh, Leafs team to go under and uh, see some unders with them. Same for the Flyers. But with the rest for the Flyers, it really helps me out as well, playing at home. I, I like the line convos for them tonight as well. I look over six here. All right. Like an over six here with the uh, Leafs and the uh, Flyers uh, for uh, Andrew here in this one. Uh, again, the Flyers, you got to give them uh, some credit for the way. By the way, it's Jack Campbell and uh, Carter Hart, uh, the goalies tonight in this matchup. And John Tavares is a, a game time decision here for uh, this game, dealing with an undisclosed injury, uh, which is uh, nothing new when you hear that term, undisclosed injury. It feels like it's becoming more and more difficult to find out the exact part of the I'll body or the anatomy uh that, that helps with the over i think because john john Tavares isn't only an offensive weapon but he's actually a pretty good you know defensive forward so i feel yeah. like that might even help with my over a little bit yeah aside from the uh last goal of that uh, la the fourth goal that la scored the other <laughs> night where he basically gave a beautiful assist right on the stick of the uh, <laughs> of the LA King forward for that 4-1 goal, which pretty much put the game. But generally, yes, he's a And just like Proline King here in the live chat is saying, hats off to Jimmy with the uh, Marner call. I'm going yeah. right back to the wave. You know, I think you just get better odds isolating the assist for him. Yeah. He gets goals, but Jimmy, that price on the assist is just really good. Just minus 120 for him to get an assist. Good yeah. Price. And you wonder how long it's going to stay there. So take advantage of it while it's there. I'm going yeah. to jump on that as well, guys. And I'm also liking the lead to bounce back in this game. I think it's a good spot for them there. Even though Philly can be tougher at home, um, this Leafs team has shown resilience after a loss. Uh, and I know that they had a setback there the other night, but it was just one of those spots that I think a lot of teams in their in their position would have uh, fell victim to. So I, I like the direction overall that this team is headed, and I think they bounce back tonight. Yeah, I think they'll be better tonight. Again, you're inside the conference now. Uh, you're playing a Philly team that you know is, is playing some solid hockey so far. Although I'm really worried that the 
the chickens are going to come home to roost at some point for the Flyers because, again, their advanced defensive numbers are ugly. They should be allowing more goals than they have so far. And you wonder if that starts to show up uh, here tonight against Toronto and moving forward. That's going to be uh, an interesting question. And by the way, I should point out about the Kings loss. It was a bad first period. The second and third period, the Leafs actually did pressure L.A. pretty well. And it was a, it was a good night in net for Quick. It was one of his better games. I think he was amped up to beat Campbell. Everyone was talking about, oh, Campbell beating his former team, the L.A. Kings. Well, I think in, in, for Jonathan Quick, you know, he the, the uh, mentor, he yep. wanted to beat the pupil. He wanted to beat the student. You know, Jack Campbell, and he played one of his best games. I've seen Jonathan Quick play in a long time. So let's give him some credit, too, for that uh, Kings victory the other night against the Leafs. Uh, Terry, did you bet this one, Leafs and Flyers? Yeah, uh, I'm on uh, the draw, uh, plus 320, and uh, I'm going Flyers money line, uh, plus 110. I just like this Flyers team. I like how they're playing. Uh, they're at home. Carter Hart is always better at home. Um I think it's a close game. So I, I like both bets, uh, the draw and flyers. Um, if I get one, I'm up money. So just need one of those. Uh, if I get both, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the draw and flyers. Three of the last four meetings have gone to a shootout. So there you go. Plays into your draw theory. That's like a soccer bet, by the way. Draw double chance, I believe they call it. Uh, where you cash if the uh, it's like Flyers draw double chance. That is, uh, Flyers win, you win, you cash, and even if the draw uh, or they lose in overtime, but it goes to overtime or a shootout, you cash as well. So that's what that uh, bet kind of reminds me of there. All right, next up we've got Nashville Dallas. Uh, Dallas minus one fifty home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Dallas back home off a, a road trip that ended very very poorly uh, for them, uh, losing six to three. Uh, to the uh, Vancouver Canucks on Sunday night. Before that, they beat Calgary in overtime, but definitely a rough uh, stretch here for the uh, Dallas Stars. One and five uh, in their last six games. They've kind of struggled here. Uh, Rick Bonus is usually pretty reserved, calm, cool, collected. Not lately. You know, he was already, uh, you know, called a timeout to uh, really lambaste his team earlier this year, I remember, in a game against Columbus. And now uh, basically not thrilled with the penalties they're taking. Uh, the breakdowns they had defensively uh, in that game and also the penalty kill, which was hideous uh, in the uh, loss against the uh, Canucks. And it's been hideous lately. Uh, the Dallas Stars, they've given up a grand total of seven, count them, seven power play goals to the opponent uh, in their last four games. I mean, that's just uh, not great by any stretch of the imagination here for the uh, Dallas Stars at their own end. They're trying to bounce back here, back home uh, after that three-game Western Canadian swing but just not playing great hockey right now. Nashville on the other side, uh, five and two uh, in their last seven games. Uh, the only losses were to Edmonton. Uh, no shame in that, of course, the, with the way the Oilers have played this year. And then they lost 2-1 in overtime against Chicago uh, on Sunday night in the first game with Derek King uh, as the head coach of the uh, Blackhawks. So kind of walking into a situation where you knew you were probably going to get Chicago's full intensity, full focus, looking to uh, win that first game under the new head coach. But uh, look, Nashville, for a team that I was really uh, thinking would be a, a fade, a bet against, they've definitely played better than I would think. But uh, there's some indicators here that point to Dallas being extremely unlucky offensively. Uh, they have just had a boatload of chances. They've carried play in a lot of games, and they have just not had the offense to go with it here uh, going into this game. Now, I'm keeping an eye on who's in net here for the Nashville Predators because they play tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues. 
which is, I think, probably the tougher opponent. Do they save UC Soros for Thursday night, and do they go with David Riddick tonight? If I see David Riddick in net, I'm going to like Dallas here because I'm trying to make a case for Dallas. They kind of got you know, called out by Rick Bonus here after the end of that road trip and that loss to Vancouver, which ended it, which was ugly. I'd expect them to have a really strong, angry type of effort. And if they get to face David Riddick, uh, I don't know if I'd want to back Dallas against Soros. Soros has been good, but you throw David Riddick uh, into the fire tonight against what could be a very, very upset, uh, fired up, desperate kind of Dallas Stars team. That could be trouble for Nashville because, look, David Riddick just uh, wasn't great last year. He wasn't great two years ago. Uh, We know he is good usually to give up a soft goal, uh, at least one in the majority of his starts. So uh, this is a wait and see for me. If we get Riddick in net tonight on the first of these back-to-back games for Nashville, I'll probably look at Dallas, and I'll probably take them in regulation at even money rather than uh, the minus uh, 145, minus 150 that's currently out there at the moment. So the lean is Dallas in regulation. It won't become a bet for me until we see confirmation if David Riddick's in net as opposed to Soros. Andrew, your thoughts here, Predators and Stars. Yeah, I used to call him Big Save Davey, and then it became a joke when he wasn't making big saves big anymore. Big Save Dave the last two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually, yeah, pending goaltending, I lean towards the under here. And uh, when I looked, I think it was, what was it, a week and a half ago, uh, Ian gave me credit for calling the first over game of the season for Dallas. And then they went over a couple times in a row. And I feel like they're going to go back to that under style of play. It's pretty much their identity. It's what they do. It's how they win games. But let's be honest here. Talking about prices earlier in the the show, how can anybody look at a team that opened up minus 150 when every game they win is by one goal and they're three and seven in their last 10 games? How can anybody look at them minus 150 in this game? The thing is, Nashville's numbers are slowly regressing. Nashville was scoring goals from you know, practically behind the net and just absolutely stupid places on the ice. I mean, they weren't, the goals they were scoring weren't nice. And I'm a big proponent of looking at some of these goals and saying, you know what, that's a hockey goal. But Nashville is bound to slow the horses down a little bit. And this Dallas team, they they pretty much have proven that they can't play in high scoring games. They can't be successful in high scoring games. So I feel like this one's a defensive battle along the boards. I'm on the under five and a half. Both teams the last 10 games, equal amount of high-danger chances allowed, but Dallas has generated 14 more high-danger chances uh, offensively. Uh, but right now, they're just having trouble finishing uh, that off. So Nashville, they're playing with a little bit of hockey Russian roulette right now. In terms of, <laughs> you know, the roulette wheels come up on their side these last yes. few games. You're right. I've seen a couple weird goals from weird angles, tough angles, deflection goals. These are the kind of goals I'm seeing, you know, bad bounce. The puck just ends up on Forsberg stick in that Calgary game. I remember that. And bam, it's in the net. I mean, just all kinds of these type of goals for Nashville. It's not like Melissa's right. It's moving, moving to a five, Ian, but I think it should be a low scoring game. Well, it certainly will be if Rick bonus has his way. He just called out this team's penalty kill, you know, after Mm -hmm. the Vancouver loss saying it's shit right now. It's not good enough. We got to improve it. We either have to improve the penalty kill or we just got to stop taking penalties you know, one or the other, because that's also been an issue. They've taken a lot of penalties. So that's a point of emphasis for Dallas coming into this game tonight. Stay out of the box. And if you do take a penalty, we got to improve this kill. So you've got, if you like the under, you like hearing that from a coach that, hey, we got to work on this. We got to fix this. And right now it's that ailing, struggling Dallas penalty kill that they're looking to fix. 
To answer one question real quick in the live chat, there's uh, Proline King says Sagan or Pavelski both to score, both are plus two hundred. I'll 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 throw it to Jimmy with this. I, I personally don't like to look at goal scoring props. I like to look at those assist props or point props with teams that don't score goals. It's like with the Montreal Canadiens. You know, how could I ever bet a goal prop with these guys if they score two goals a game? You know what I mean? I like to bet goal scoring props with teams like Florida, Colorado, Tampa Bay, you know, that actually put up goals. Like, would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would. go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Ian. No, there's definitely, I think there's some truth to that. That it's, you can always, that's the great thing about player props. And of course, DraftKings are sponsors here. We've got tons of opportunities and options that are there for you in terms of a goal scorer props. And uh, I, I don't hate. Sagan or Pavelski to score a goal tonight. In fact, those those are the guys you've got to expect to score for you up front if you're the Dallas Stars and you're going to win this game tonight. And I do think it's not it's not a bad bounce back spot for them. And they're your two leading goal scorers. Sagan leads the team in goals at four. Pavelski's tied with Luke Lindenning for, with three, uh, tied for second. So uh, for in terms of Proline King, your question there, yeah, I, I don't hate those. You know, I don't uh, I think like if Dallas is going to win tonight and you know what? I might even bet those myself if I'm on Dallas and if I know that uh, David Riddick is in net. So I, I'd probably like those props more once if I get that kind of confirmation uh, prior to puck drop here tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Nashville, Dallas. Well, one stat I, I didn't realize, guys, coming uh, when I woke up today, but I heard on the radio today, and uh, you know, this might play into Terry's uh, draw streak here. And I think you I don't know if you referenced it earlier there. I was dealing with a little text here, but Dallas has not won in regulation, guys. They are yet to win a game in regulation. Only team in the NHL, so that goes in line with uh, the draw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that continues. I, I think maybe they win the game, but I'm gonna take the draw here and uh, jump on the draw train with with Terry. All right, there you go, Nashville, Dallas draw. By the way, if you're looking at the draw prop, three of the last five Nashville games have gone to overtime, and uh, three of the last five Dallas games have gone to overtime. So uh it you know three and two to the uh three and two to overtime or a shootout for both Nashville and for Dallas in their last five games. So yeah I, this this might be a game where the draw feasibly uh definitely makes some sense here. Uh Terry, what about you here, Nashville, Dallas? Yeah, and with Jimmy, uh, I'm on the draw as well. Uh, plus three hundred as well as a uh, Predators money line. I don't like what I've seen from Dallas. Um I don't really think they should be favorites against many teams at all. Um, Nashville, not a super strong team either, but plus 130. And I think, again, I think this is a close game. I think it goes to overtime. And uh, I'm hoping uh, the Predators get the win. All right. We turn our attention to the final game now on this uh, Wednesday night card. It is Terry Edelman's team, the Minnesota Wild, taking on the Arizona Coyotes. We've got uh, Minnesota minus 200 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. And we no longer have to worry uh, about the uh, Arizona Coyotes going 0-82 uh, this year uh, in the NHL. Of course, I'm being facetious here. We know they weren't going to go 0-82. Uh, we know they were going to win some games at some point. <laughs> and what about fought. one and eighty-one? Yeah, maybe, maybe one and eighty-one. You never know. That might be the only one they get there uh, against uh, Seattle uh, on Saturday night, winning five-four uh, in that game. Look, I think Arizona, and I don't want to say look all of a sudden better. I'm not. I would only look Minnesota here personally. But here's the one little caveat for maybe just going ahead and taking Minnesota when you finally get that first win and you see the W 
next to your name. You know, the next game you might have a little boost in energy. You know, you have a little bit more confidence with the puck. Just the little things during the course of the game that for a team that's just stuck in mud and couldn't buy a win, they finally get one. And I would expect a spirited effort from Arizona tonight. I really would. Now, whether that's going to be enough to win the game is a completely different question. Uh, But I would expect them to have a pretty solid. I mean, they finally saw guys that you want to see score goals for them, like Phil Kessel, uh, among others, find the back of the net for them the other night uh, in that game against the uh, Seattle Kraken for that first win of the year. And they're going up against a Minnesota Wild team that, you know, hasn't necessarily been shutting the door defensively in their last few games. Last five games for the Minnesota Wild, you know, they've given up four, 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 four. And the only time they didn't give up four goals was the Islanders on Sunday night in that 5-2 win. And we know the Islanders are a little bit more of a plodding offensive team, solid defensive team. So Minnesota has been giving up goals the last few games. So with Arizona getting that win, they get a little offensive confidence under them. Uh, maybe that carries over a little bit. And it won't hurt that they face Capo Kakinen, who, you know, is obviously I don't think quite as good as Cam Talbot. And this year, you know, he was solid, obviously, uh, in the uh, start that he made on Sunday against the Islanders. But still last year, the numbers were up and down. Uh, you know, still a th- we're talking about a 860 save percentage so far this year in two appearances. So, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for Arizona to find the back of the net. Minnesota certainly offensively should have some success here. Minnesota is not having trouble uh, scoring goals right now. Uh, For them, it's been three straight games with five goals uh, in victories against Ottawa, Pittsburgh, uh, and the New York Islanders. And we know this Arizona team that actually was playing a little bit uh, better defensively through the uh, four games they lost prior to Seattle. They only gave up uh, three three goals in two of them and two goals in the other two. So they were starting to play a little bit better at the defensive end, but this Arizona team and Vimalka in particular, who had a rough start to the game against Seattle and got pulled uh, in that game, he's going to be up against it here, in my opinion, with this uh, still very shaky Arizona back end and a Minnesota Wild team that certainly uh, has their share of confidence again uh, going into uh, this game uh, tonight. There are a couple goal score. And by the way, I like the over here. Uh, five and a half in this one at uh, minus 120, minus 125 uh, is the current price uh, that we have right now. The overs five and one in the last six meetings in Arizona uh, between these two teams. And, you know, after the win for Arizona against Seattle the other night, I think we're going to see Arizona have some confidence offensively, push the attack a little bit more. Like when you see five goals go in, you feel good about your game a little bit offensively the next time out. So I think you're going to see that here for the Coyotes. And on the flip side, I think you'll see Minnesota uh, do what a lot of teams have done against Arizona, find the back of the net. We're talking about a surging offensive team that has scored five goals now uh, in three straight games. As far as goal score props tonight are concerned, uh, I'm disappointed I have not been on uh, this particular player more for Minnesota, but Ryan Hartman, six goals, leading the team right now in 11 games uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, we've got a couple goal score prop winners last night, particularly in the Vancouver game uh, on this show. Uh, this is the one that, Stands out to me more than anything on the three games tonight. You can get Ryan Hartman in a plus 225 type of range to score a goal tonight. I think that's a good one. Ryan Hartman, the leader in goals right now uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here, Minnesota and Arizona? I, I lean towards the over in this game. <clears throat> I don't, this is the game I kind of have the probably the, the smallest opinion on, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, the Wild are going to shut them out by any means. I feel like we're going to actually see some goals in this one. I feel like uh, early in games, the Wild on the season so far, out of uh, you know, of a huge scale, have had a tough time having good starts to the year or to the to the game. So I feel like we could see maybe a close game in the first period, maybe a one-one end of the first, looking at a you know a higher scoring game at the beginning, and then maybe it could settle down a little bit. But at the end of the day. If we get back to the joke you were making to start off this topic here with this game, this team just got their first win. And with every other team in the league, we always say, you know, a team gets their first win or they break a break out of a, a slump. Usually we start backing them again. Same thing with the goal scorer. We look at that again. You taught me that, Ian. But in this spot here, to use the Conor McGregor reference, when Arizona got their first win, it was red panty night in Arizona. You know, I mean, everybody was going home and having fun with their wives and celebrating. I don't know, man. It seems like that was probably too much of a celebration. It might be a little bit too excited off of one win. I could be making too much out of it. But to me, I feel like it'd be hard not to celebrate getting your first win of the season. Even though these guys are pros, they make millions. It doesn't matter. I mean, get that weight off your shoulder. You finally got your first win of the season. I think that it's one of those things where... It's a big night for them, and uh, it might be a letdown spot for you know next couple of games for them. But I still feel like they'll put some goals up against the Wild. So, uh, give me the over here. It's kind of the way I see it. I don't know. I don't think they're winning Arizona, and I wouldn't want to back Arizona. And normally, I do like to back a team after a first win or a win to snap a long losing streak. But I like to do that with better teams, like average to above average teams when they're on a losing streak and they snap it. This is going to be. This is still and will be still for the rest of the year one of the worst teams in the NHL, uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. So I feel completely Ian, did different. I really get just get called a perv in the live chat for saying it's red panty night? Come on, guys. Come on. It's a joke. Come on. Come That's, on. Uh, I've seen a lot. That said a lot more controversial and yeah. uh, more uh, you know fiery statements than that. Uh, definitely <laughs> okay. show, he was joking. You know, he was joking. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Definitely said a lot worse than that uh, in the over the years. That's for sure. Here on the ice, guys, we've certainly had a lot more epic rants than. Uh, I know or, he's just or, joking. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we know that Cheshire Cat uh, just being funny. That's all right. All good. Uh, what do you think, Jimmy? Minnesota, Arizona. Yeah, I got two plays in this. Neither of them on the side. I like the first period over and the over total. I think we're going to see a boatload of goals and offense in this game. All right, so that's a first period over one and a half and the full game over for uh, Jimmy at five and a half here with the Wild and the Coyotes. Uh, and uh, that's the, the uh, Thursday. Now, of course, we're going to ask Terry about the uh, Minnesota-Arizona game. Do we even have to ask what side you like in this game, Terry, Minnesota and Arizona? Do we Honestly, the day that Terry comes up and says he's taking Arizona against the Wild is the day I have a heart attack. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your your heart your heart's gonna be just fine there. Okay. No, uh, Minnesota's absolutely dominated Arizona. So even before Arizona decided to uh, uh, get rid of all their players, uh, Minnesota's four and one in the last five games, two air, uh, trips to Arizona. All four wins were by three or more goals. They've actually won six straight games versus Anna, Arizona, and all uh, six have been by three or more goals. So give me Minnesota and regulation. Give me Minnesota by one and a half. Give me Minnesota by two and a half. They're going to destroy the Coyotes tonight. <laughs> Let's Minnesota go. has depth throughout the whole lineup. Uh, Hartman, like uh, Ian said, uh, he's on a line with Nico Sturm and Brandon Duhame. So those are players that most people probably haven't heard of. 
But if you, if you, I watch wild games so closely, right? So I see all these players. Minnesota has depth. You're going to hear let's go wild chance all night long in Arizona. Uh, every time the wild goes to Arizona, all you hear is let's go wild chance. It's like they're home away from home. Uh, this is the spot that I've been looking for. And this is the night. Because this is that, that was inspirational. That got right. me fired up with that. I feel like I just watched an old fashioned hockey movie. Yeah, never mind Dean Evison. Get uh, freaking uh, Terry Edelman in the room there and fire up the team, fire up the boys before You're going uh, ice. Yeah, before going on the ice tonight. So there you go. It's a Minnesota pilot on type of betting spot for uh, Terry here. Minnesota in regulation, Minnesota puck line minus one and a half, and Minnesota minus two and a half. Uh, alternative puck line, and that one is plus 230 uh, on that minus two and a half. So that's a pretty good price there. I'll throw out a couple props. I mentioned uh, Hartman. I lean to Eck as well, Joel, Joel Erickson Eck. Uh, he's been pretty solid this year. He's around plus 210. And Terry mentioned Brandon Duhame. Keep an eye on him. Uh, he's a guy that's uh, playing on the uh, fourth line, uh, but he has found a way to make an impact offensively. Uh, this year, five points in 11 games, two of them goals and plus 450. Like he only has two goals in 11 games, but he's got five points. He goes to the areas of the ice you need to uh, in order to score goals. So at plus 450 or so, you can get a Brandon Duhame goal scorer prop. Might be worth a little sprinkle here on a night where we think that Minnesota uh, might be able to find the back of the net with regularity here tonight uh, against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. But uh, great stuff with Andrew McGinnis, with Jimmy Murphy, and our special guest on this edition uh, of the show, uh, Terry Edelman. We thank uh, all three of them uh, for being here on the show today. And before we get to best bets, we've got to let everybody know about our great uh, partners here at not only the Ice Guys, uh, but the Hockey Podcast Network as well, uh, that being DraftKings. Uh, and of course, they are now the official sports betting partner uh, of uh, the National Hockey League. And a reminder that uh, for new customers, take advantage of the unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a, a one-timer. Doesn't matter if it's an end-to-end rush, a two-on-one, a deflection. However they score, you win. Now, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, uh, don't worry. Uh, everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a goal this week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets here to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, for me, four, one, and one uh, with the last six best bets on the show. So we'll try to keep that run going tonight on this Wednesday slate. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? I like goals in that uh, Philly Toronto game. So give me the over there, over six. Uh, I really like the fact that Philly hasn't played for several days. 
Toronto off that uh, tough loss for them. I feel like the big boys step up for both teams tonight. We'll see a fun game to watch here. All right, there you go. Toronto and Philly over six. Uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Jimmy Murphy, what do you got for best bet? I'm going to go with that over in the wild coyotes there. Uh, that will be my best bet. All right, Minnesota, Arizona, over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, best bet for uh, Jimmy. And that's uh, one of the better prices and numbers you can get on the over in that Minnesota, Arizona game is at DraftKings. And that's no uh, BS. It, it actually is uh, one of the better numbers and prices you can get if you like the over in that uh, Minnesota, uh, Arizona game. Uh, Terry Edelman, could the Wild be the best bet tonight? Could it be? Yes, wild regulation minus one thirty. No, uh, get out of here! Best, Come best, on, the best safest way to go. Shocker. But uh, I do like the Toronto Philly draw, though. Couldn't believe that. Can't believe that. <laughs> Can't believe what I'm hearing right now. That Minnesota in regulation is a best bet from Terry Edelman, our biggest Minnesota Wild fan. Here what clip do you have to hit tonight. draws in order to be profitable? Do you know, guys? Well, like, I'm what? doing half units on mine, so that right. so I'm risking less. And then mm. I'm getting paid more than I'm getting paid like what a regular unit would pay. Right. So, uh, like what percentage exactly. do you guys think? Like, I, on average, what do you think, Ian? Well, I would think it's, if you get 20 to 25%, that adds up quickly. Yeah. Uh, that's all you would need. Now, you still have to pick your spots. Yeah. You know, if you, let's say you blindly take the draw in every game, you're going to be down money. Oh, of You've got to be course. able to take your pick your spots. But if you do that and you put, you know, good, what you want to look for is current form. Are teams playing close games? Are they not playing close games? How about recent series history? And we know in a couple of these games, Toronto, Philly, Nashville, Dallas, and we've seen those two games tonight on tonight's card in particular, where current form, they've played a lot of close games and series history, recent meetings between the teams. There's been a lot of overtimes and shootout uh, games. So, uh, those are things you want to look at. But if you pick your spots, looking at those kind of factors, current form, do they play close games? Series history to the two teams head-to-head play a lot of close games that go beyond regulation. Those are, the, I think, the games, the spots you pinpoint for the draw bet. Yeah, good stuff. It, it, they're good to bet. They're good. They're, I, I like betting them in the playoffs, especially. Yeah, they're good when they win. Uh, especially, uh, and you get that big uh, plus 300 or so uh, payback uh, with the uh, draw when it uh, cashes. But uh, there we go. Great stuff. Great Wednesday show. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Uh, make sure you download the podcast whenever you can't catch the Ice Guys live here on YouTube. For Andrew yeah, McGinnis. Did we, did we get your best bet? Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you. I almost, I've done this a couple times this year. Uh, it's because I get, you know, talking on a tangent sure. about the draw and forget my best bet. My best bet is ditto as Jimmy's. The same one, uh, Minnesota, Arizona, uh, over five and a half, minus 120. That is my best bet for this uh, Wednesday card. So, yeah, there we go. Four, one, and one. We'll see if we can keep the best bet streak going. Minnesota, Arizona for me, uh, over five and a half, minus 120 uh, for my best bet on this Wednesday card. And now that'll wrap up this show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. For Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy, our special guest, Terry Edelman. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.